what kind of support system have you put in place, right, to also support the customer on the third level, right, you know, that when there's a problem, he doesn't just want to even know that there's a problem. Some companies just send a message and say there's a problem and that's all. Okay, yes, there's a problem. So what are we doing about it? Do you understand? What are you doing about it to fix that problem? You know, yeah. clearly communicating that to the customer is also important, right? You know, Toby Amira said something during that uh, conference, which talked to me. It was like, that. see, that for every agent that is on ground, when a card is not going to work, not when it is happening, before it even happens, whenever a card network is going to be down, before it, before it gets to the customer's endpoint, that every agent across the country knows that that card is not going to work. So it means they've, no, they've already notified them beforehand. So that when somebody places the card, it doesn't have to start waiting and you know, say, ah, network downtime. You already knows beforehand that Zenit will not work. So when you are coming with Zenit, sorry, Zenit is not working. You understand? That saves that guy. You will retain that customer faster than when he has put the card there. He now waits for like five, five, five seconds or something and then that minute is, is, is really wait, waiting. You get him really upset, right? If the thing does not now work, you've just wasted his time. Hey guys, welcome to the TechPoint Africa podcast. And today we are having another special episode to discuss something really, really important. So, you see, in this tech space where the rave is all about acquiring customers and making as much revenue to show investors, few people think about something that is a lot more important, which is customer retention and being able to engage the customers where they are at different channels that they actually operate in. So there, there are lots of things to think about with this, right? So we're trying to really, really dive back down and really understand this whole thing with customer communications. That's why we're having a really, really special guest today. And he's the CEO of Temai. And I will allow him to explain what Temai is because mm-hmm. I've been struggling to find a one-line brand. What did they call that in uh, a brand one-liner to describe Tema because it just looks like, okay, yes, you know that what they're doing is important mm-hmm. and or you can just use one word to describe Tema. So, welcome, Emmanuel. Thank yes, you very we're, much. we're both Emmanuel, by the way. <laughs> right, thank you very much, um, um, Emmanuel, for having me. Yeah. Um, okay, so basically, maybe I would just explain Tema as simple, simply put, right? Mm. I think people overestimate uh, what we do, right, to try and give it different names, right? Even I did it at the initial stage, but okay. after a while, I asked myself, uh, what is, it? on the basic level, um, that's what are we, right? You know, and, you know, I just said, uh, you know what, we're, we're simply just a communications platform, right? So the fact is we're a communications infrastructure, right, for businesses, basically. So think of all things communication um, for a traditional tech company that is trying to, to start that has already started, is in their growth phase, and the ones that are already doing absolutely well, basically, right? So that okay. communication stack they need for their products to work effectively, right? So we provide that, right? Yes, we started as as just a messaging platform, just pushing out messages, right? But then <clears throat> I think we, we evolved over time into being that communications infrastructure for companies, right? And and that's really what we, we do. And I think I would furthermore explain Okay. You know what that means, right? So what that means is from the point of, for example, we work with brands like Kuda Bank, um, we work with Cheaper Cash, we work with Big Invest, Paystack, and name it. So majorly, almost every fintech in the industry, right? Bamboo, Gray, and everybody, right? And so from the point whereby you sign up on their platform, um, you verify your identity, that OTP that comes to your phone, the notification that tells you that your um, sign up is successful, 
to the point where you're trying to make a payment or a transfer and they're asking you to verify that transaction. You know, to every point, every touch point within those applications, even if you're using Cobalt 360, you're trying to get a truck or whatever, right? Every, and it's sending you like a notification that your the truck is in social location and all of that, right? So all those point, touch points in those businesses, we are the ones that power those things, right, and handle it, right? So simply put, we are that communication stack. And we are evolving beyond just one-way messaging where you just um, send OTPs and notifications to now two-way interaction, right? And so um, we are now at that phase where companies can send the message to the customers. Customers can also respond, you know, drop their queries, support requests, and all of that across multiple channels, basically. So, yeah, if we call us a company, a, a multi-channel platform or an omni-channel, it's not wrong, right? But we focus more on that interaction between the businesses and the customers, right? And allowing these customers to use these platforms effectively. So, in in, 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 in like a one, one word, we have that communication infrastructure that powers these businesses, basically. Hmm. Interesting. So uh, I've been thinking about this now. So you're like that silent because we get these all these notifications from yeah. the apps. I remember signing up to Bamboo. Yeah. And they sent OTP, sent the sender. So you are the one powering exactly, that. Exactly. Yes, we power that across voice, SMS, um, WhatsApp, right? Okay. Um, yes, we've had challenges while scaling as a company also, you know, so but we've tried to perfect uh, most of these things, right? Because when we came into the industry, it was really broken, right? There were a lot of um, issues, right, that um, you don't hear hear about, right? Delivery rates were really, really, really messy, right? In fact, many companies have to layer over other companies. So you could hear some big names in the industry in our space, and you feel they are directly connected, but they are not, right? They have to layer also because of the serious problems in the industry, right? So we needed to fix that problem. So we really dug deep and, um, you know, making our deliveries extremely fast, making um, our, um, you know, response also back to your system very fast, building infrastructures, not just channels right now, but infrastructures that make the whole comms um, um, cycle very, very effective, right? So even how you make payments, we have to make it simple and, 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 and really, really effective to how you manage each team members that handles each stack, to the APIs, to the delivery reports, to how you know if a telco is down in real time. We have to really build out all those tech stack, right, to make the process effective, right? Mm. So so really, yes, like you say, we are that silent guy. Um, previously, maybe we're, we're not really out there, right? But as we start evolving, right, maybe we start coming out a little bit, right, just to, to also spread the word, basically. And, you know, we're also moving to a stage where we're going to be having a consumer face inside to... Right, yeah. so maybe that that's why we are coming out much more often, basically, right? Um, I like that. So yeah, we are that silent guy that powers these companies, basically. But our goal is that these companies can work and operate effectively, and that's why we do what we do. Yeah. Uh, can you can you give our podcast audience a little teaser on what what you are bringing for consumers? Okay, yeah, yeah. So for the con- consumer side, it's quite simple, right? It's simply I think we announced it during our, our launch, um, our last events that we had. So it's simply just a platform that. It's, a, it's it's like an app. So, okay. So we we are we are fortunate to have um, one of our investors being the guys that power most of the smartphones in Africa, even in in, 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 in Nigeria, basically. So we oh. are working to really make that happen. But the point is that we we are just building like an app whereby consumers can um, receive OTPs notifications and they can also engage brands, right? Um, support requests from each of the companies they use. Now we have more than a thousand eight hundred, um, you know, um, um, what do you call it? Over a thousand financial companies that people use every day, right? From the likes of the cheaper to the pay stack to everybody, every, every touch point that you use every day. If you are saving, if you are doing crypto, 
you know, to yellow card, to busha, to everything that you are doing basically, right? If you are in the in the, in the urban areas, we are pairing all of that. So even the the what uh, called um, and all all those things, we are pairing all of that, right? So and we talk to ourselves, right? We're pairing all of these uh, these guys, right? And many of them are repeating the same customer base, right? You know, sending SMS to all these guys, right? Um, why don't we just have a single app that a single customer can have? And all these companies that the person is interacting with will all be pre-installed already on that app, right? So you could get your OTPs, notifications, you know, pretty uh, very, very easy on that particular app, you know, without some of the issues that you have, right? You know, there's many issues that I cannot talk on, 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 on Mike, that you have on those other channels, basically. Mm. Not because the companies that have issues or Tema has issues, no, it's just because of the framework that we have. You understand what I mean by framework, right? So, so some things cannot... So, um, it's very difficult to bypass some of those framework, right, because of those, right? But, you know, with, with our app, right, it will make it much more easy for businesses to interact, right, while still complying with re- re- regulations and all of that, but still being able to interact with these businesses. And the, and the businesses, the customers can also interact with the businesses to sell, drop their complaints, requests, and also get back and all of that, right? So just a single app that really powers all of that it does much more but i don't bore you with with the, with the details okay basically so, so that that's like a consumer facing side, side of things yeah where the businesses can touch points right and you don't need to do much integration they are all pre-installed so it's very very super easy so it's literally transforming your mobile phone into your own personal security um, tablet and only you can really use it and if you switch a phone Right, that entire thing is wiped out from that particular phone, right? So, okay. or you backed up in cloud. Yeah, right. exactly. And then your OTPs that you have on, if someone comes to your SMS, you won't see all those um, bank alerts, notification alerts, none of that. It will be on that particular app, basically, right? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. That 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 was that was an interesting crash course. So now I want to talk about something that most companies face, right? And Maybe you could have share some insights on that, which is being able to retain their customers and engage them effectively after, first of all, acquiring them. Yeah. So when you mentioned signing up, and I thought of some apps I've downloaded that they spend more than five minutes to send OTP, and I just I just forget about them and uninstall the app and all of that. But I think it goes beyond that. And yeah. for what I can see, Tema is trying to use technology to power this engagement. Yeah. So. What are those things that co- uh, co- uh, companies should be thinking about when talking about customer retention? Yeah. So, uh, as a company ourse- as ourselves, right? As a company, um, you know, as Termai, as as a com- as a company, we've not. Um, I won't say that we've cracked the whole egg, right? And I won't say that technology is the only thing that allows retention to happen. Mm-hmm. There are other things, factors that also play, mm-hmm. right? Depending on your space, right, and depending on your kind of product, right. However, te- technology makes it much more easier, right? But doesn't eliminate some other things. So there are other things like, you know, how you even your support structure within your company, how you support customers, right? So um, even how you engage customers, the kind of messaging you use, the structure, the kind of team that you put in place, all those things also, you know, play heavily. Your pricing, you know, so many other things really affect uh, retention, right? But at least to the basic barest minimum is how you talk to the customer, how you communicate when there is a problem, what you say and how you don't say. I think um, for anybody that is even listening, you should try and listen to Toby Amira's um, part um, during our conference that we had. You know, it really, really touched point on how Tmap is really using our platform and also doing some of those things, which was really enlightening for even us as a company, right? You know, so so basically, you know, it it goes beyond that. But as a company, what we do is, um, is the communication side, right? You know, is... 
from that point whereby you sign up right to um you know like you said taking that otp time right can be very frustrating right so we try as much as possible to really really fix that problem right and we do that in unique ways right we have like a multifaceted system on our backside that switches messages right meaning that if a route is down we automatically switch it to the next available route the point is we want to ensure the message gets to your phone at we at all costs no matter the channel right you just have to get that otp within the time frame right and that's why many of these businesses you use our platform usually guarantee between 90 to 95% delivery rates right especially for priority messages like otps and user based no- notification basically so that is priority because at that touch point if a customer gets bored and cannot get that OTP delivered, he will leave the platform. But when he finally gets it and he logs in into the application, right, there are other things that also go, go through. When he has done a, tra- a, tra- a, tra- a transaction and he doesn't get a notification that that the transaction is successful, that can also be a problem, right, that he can drop off, you know. But that self is, is still another touch point. There are other touch points where he can still drop off, right, in the sense of when there's a problem, maybe there's a downtime, right, and it's, it's happening for long and he doesn't know you don't communicate to him. You don't see anything about that. That too can frustrate the customer to also drop off. And I mentioned support system. What kind of support system have you put in place, right, to also support the customer on the third level, right, you know, that when there's a problem, he doesn't just want to even know that there's a problem. Some companies just send a message and say there's a problem and that's all. Okay, yes, there's a problem. So what are we doing about it? Do you understand? What are you doing about it to fix that problem? You know, mm-hmm. clearly communicating that to the customer is also important, right? You know, so Toby Amira said something during that uh, conference, which stuck to me. It was like that, see, that for every agent that is on ground, when a card is not going to work, not when it is happening, before it even happens, whenever a card network is going to be down, before it, before it gets to the customer's endpoint, that every agent across the country knows that that card is not going to work. So it means they've, no, they've already notified them beforehand. So that when somebody places the card, it doesn't have to start waiting. And you know, say, ah, network downtime. You already knows beforehand that Zenith will not work. So when you are coming with Zenith, sorry, Zenith is not working. You understand? That saves that guy. You will retain that customer faster than when he has put the card there. He now waits for like five, five, five seconds or something. And then that minute is, is, is really wait, waiting, getting really upset, right? If the thing does not now work, you've just wasted his time. Let him know that Zenith is not working. So you can try Rema Bank card, you know, or try, you know, Sterling Bank, you know. But he shouldn't die. You just wait there. You know, and that and that happens. So knowing when, how to communicate, what words to use, what kind of system have you put in place is also very essential. You yeah. know, for that retention process. You so know, talking about clear. that now. Yeah. Uh, so I guess you've answered it a bit, but I want to be clear because I've observed something when there's an issue, or um, let's say you're using a banking app or a, I won't mention my bank, but yeah. I can. There's I can't count how many times I've tried to pay for something. Yeah. Then at that point, when I want to pay. My bank app is not working. Um, yeah. I probably unsealed what I wanted to buy, or if it's a restaurant, I've already eaten yeah. the food. Yeah. And okay, time to pay. Bank app is not working. So, and for financial apps, it appears when something is wrong or there's a downtime or anything, yeah, yeah. the default response is to just hide and keep quiet and keep yeah. silent. Which, which is not good, right? It's not good because it doesn't help you at all, right? In fact, you know, like Toby Amaya said also, I'm trying to refer back, back to him. It's okay. like, you need to also know when to talk and when to keep quiet. It's also very important. You know, that's where you will be saying, down, there's downtime, there's downtime, there's down, downtime. Then your brand becomes, uh, yes, we know, we a know. downtime know. brand. Yes, you get. So you, you need to, even sometimes they, you could have downtime on Termai. So what, there's something we've done. We've actually built like a dashboard that tells you what's going on with Teco in real time. 
so that we don't need to tell you that there's a downtime with um, the MTN. You already know. The only message we will now send out to you is when we fix the problem. So you know you could really easily check that, okay, the MTN is, is, is being degraded right, right now. So we've solved that part of you knowing, right? So now when you are reaching out to us, is to ask us, so have, um, has the problem been fixed now? You know, so we now tell you that yes, we've been able to fix MTN's problem and, and all, all of that. So that are those are mechanisms that you could make the process much more easier with your customer. Transparency is usually key, right? You know, basically, right? But yes, to your point, there's really that point of um, apps. You know, I like what Chipakash does on their platform. When something is down, they will tell you, make you assign, you are opening the app and, and logging in. The first page you will see here is that all our cards are down. You understand? Before you even log in. So if you just see it... Do you, you, you just step out because you just know that whatever you do will not work. The cards are down. They will just pop up something. So we're having so-so problem with so-so and so, right? Before you even log in, right? So, 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 so that basically gives a lot of transparency there because the point is if you not try to use the card and the money now hangs, you know, it becomes a big problem and you get frustrated and you get angry with that brand. So the best thing they will do is to tell you that, see you, we've tried everything. It's not working. Or sorry, please check back later that they are having a, a serious problem there. You know, there are, there are some other banks that have that same issue, and I don't want to mention names, but you they will not tell you. You will now log in, you try and log in, log in, log in, the thing is not working, and they will not say anything, right? And nothing will pop up telling you that they are having problems, you know, or the thing will just be down, and, you, and all, all your transfers will be failing. You At least tell, tell, tell me, pop up something and tell me that something is wrong, you know. Those things are very, very, very important, and I think... Um, I think right now the curve is changing. Con- consumers have started forcing brands to speak out because if you don't speak out, they will just tweet. Uh, <laughs> they will just tweet about it, you know, and that you you will not like it because it will not start trending. So basically, so I think companies are being forced now, right? Um, you know, but 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 the point is, it's always good to communicate and be transparent. It really helps save you a lot of headache. Okay, so now coming to us consumers now, there, there's this this fear. Especially you just mentioned tweeting, right? On some days you go online and you see the app where you save all your money yeah. is trending and you're like, What's going on? Let me go and withdraw my money. money so yeah. is there anything we should be aware of? And maybe maybe companies can actually help us during this period, especially for fintech companies especially. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll say that, you know, I think there was a time that um, we had some downtime anyways no nobody should quickly blame us anyways, but I think there was a time that we had the downtime some months ago. You know, and people were just um, blasting p- piggy vest. Actually, it was us that had the problem. Oh, you know? so I like you're that. the one that made piggy vest trend. You know, we just um, and we, and we had to quickly fix that problem, right? You know, and really make it work, basically. And it has been really awesome. We've had a serious, amazing relationship with piggy vest, basically. And they're really an amazing company. And they always respond very fast, right? And and that's because we also respond fast. So whenever there's an issue, we tell them beforehand. So when their customers are complaining, you know, they know what to say. Right before the customer even talks about it, like, oh, sorry, sorry, you can't get UTP right now because of XYZ, right? So they're able to respond fast, and we do the same thing with Paystack and the rest, and good and all of that, so that they can they, they know what to say to the customer before that really happens, which really, really, really helps, right? But aside the uh, messaging, I think the other issues that usually happen, right, that people don't even understand, for example, someone like a piggy vest or even a Paystack that you see that the app is trending on um, Twitter at times. The point is that any business that relies on third party, right, you know, you can't entirely eliminate. Even uh, uh, Toby Amira said it in, in, in that um, um, uh, during the conference that you can't entirely blame the company because the truth is that the consumer is blaming Piggy Vest, but really it's not Piggy Vest's fault. Why? Because they are using a switch. Imagine when cards were down the, and yeah. all the whole, all, you, that's when you know everybody that is using everybody. Yeah. After that issue, we just knew who everybody was, was, was using because. 
the, the hope is as if the whole ecosystem is down, right? So that's the a typical case of you know third party, um, that's uh, what do you call it, uh, pl- platforms that that people use. And then in some businesses, you can't eliminate third parties. Now, who would have thought that a flutter wave is also using third party in many levels? You wouldn't have known now, mm-hmm. right? Until they now announced that they've gotten their their switch, um, yeah, switch license. license. It means yes. they were using a lot of people, right? The same thing with even Tima or some other guys. They are all using third parties. But the point is, what systems have they built in place to ensure that those third parties are working effectively? One people I commend a lot is, is Team Apps. They have a lot of systems to check their third party guys, right? You know, to ensure that the third party is operating at, at the same level at which they are, they are operating. I'm sure if you're working with Team Apps, you understand how very diligent they are on managing third party platforms, right? So it's really important, right? That so the question is, your the, the brand you are using, what have they? What systems have they built in place? Like I told you, retention is not just about just the technology is also what systems have been put in place to make sure the technology works effectively because technology will always fail it's it's, it's it happens it just happens yeah. you can't avoid it but what systems have you put in place to recover they call it recovery s- systems what systems have have you put in place for example in my own company we have recovery s- s- systems for every route whether it's for whatsapp or for voice or for sms or whatever right? because we know we are still using third party as long as we are not the telco ourselves ourselves right as long as the telco is one that owns the infrastructure, then we are using a third party, you understand? So the point is, what systems have we put in place to ensure that if there's a downtime with the telco, right, we can respond fast to to, 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 to it, right, exactly. So, and every business, every fintech, they all rely on third parties. So I think the, the point is understanding the systems your brand has put in place for that part. And I think it's good to also ask them those kind of questions. Oh, it's possible to ask them. Yeah, yeah, you can ask them. That's why it's part of the retention process for example we at Temai, we do what we call f2 we reach out to our our, co- our companies right that is in our platform and we ask questions that well, how are we doing so far blah 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 you know how can we get better and all of that and they give us f- feedback and some of those feedback that has made us build some some features on our platform right and makes us get better so i think any reasonable co- company will listen to the questions of their customers basically yeah, so you mentioned reasonable company because me I've all, I'm always right now I'm of the impression that most companies in Nigeria yeah. don't really care about the customer. So well, especially uh, the feel their product is very well. Important. Yes, yes, some, but entirely no. I think also you need to also put yourself in the shoes of these companies, right? The pressure is much. Imagine having over 1.5 million customers, right? You know, imagine you had one running it basically. See, forget that they've raised a lot of money. Money is not it, right? In fact, even that money you, you've heard they've raised, it's not also, it doesn't also work like that. It doesn't mean they can put all those money in Nigeria, into, into Nigeria and, or, and, and make some things work, right? Some companies have to rely on, you, you know the way structures work also. Yeah. If, you, if you raise money in USD currency and in, in Naira, the Nigerian entity has to run on its own, different from the US entity. I don't even understand. So that's another discussion entirely. So even in the, in the Nigerian entity, there are certain things that they are also handicapped with. So you can't really blame them entirely when you say that they are not... Um, putting certain things in place. No, right? So they have so many customers, so many support requests. Even in my own small capacity as, as a company, I see the support request so much, you know, on just, people just resume 8 a.m. And before, they've not even done anything. The, their decks already full with requests. And they have to answer everybody because my my own goal in the company is that no support request should should stay overnight, right? It, should, it must be cleared. I, I don't I don't like saying new tickets new new tickets unattended to everybody should be attended to at the end of the day so so, so imagine that I are dealing with over we are even dealing with businesses you are dealing with consumers of over a thousand maybe like one point something million customers and they are all trying to talk to support requests you know just paying that 
that picture, it can be very, very frustrating. I know you say, well, it's their job now. I'm mm-hmm. giving them money. It doesn't work like that, right? So sometimes, I think some of them put extra efforts. While some, they put the efforts, but perhaps they can do more, right? So I don't entirely think that every company just um, just wants to ignore their customer. No, I think they are also it's also part of the systems in place. Right? Maybe the senior management has put some systems, but maybe down it's not really been implemented as, as much, right? So I think some companies can, can just go back and look into the process. And, and that's how many companies churn customers because they've not done the process correctly, right? That, that really helps. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Because I just remembered one company, I use them a lot, but anytime there's any issue, I don't go to the customer care because I know the founder. I just call the founder straight. Mm-hmm. And I always feel somehow because I'm like, what if I didn't know the founder? What if... I was just a regular customer. That means that business gets lost. Mm, exactly. What happens? So okay. I don't know. And I don't maybe there's something to be said about how we train customer service talents in yeah. Nigeria or so, so so I I think it's also a really it's a question actually for many founders, right? Which you need to pay attention to. I think for any, like I said, reasonable company, they always pay attention to their customer support because that's really the touch point with with the customers, right? And if that place is not done, in fact, in, our, in my own com- company, one, one one thing I've done is to make CS to be very, very close to engineering. So CS and engineering, they work like very, very closely, right? CS engineering products, they work like that's the entire company is, is everybody relies on CS team. So CS team is, as in, is more important than even um, engineering or, or product basically because we feel that if they mess up, right, everything is going to mess. Is, is going to be very bad, right? So you know, we pay attention to those CS guys a lot, right, to ensure that you know they are getting what they need to to really make their work work. Because if you build amazing products, if the customers are having problem using it, right, there's no way an engineer cannot talk to some customers because he will be thinking, he will say, "This is working now." The customer is like, "It's not working." So you need a CS guy to interface between. <coughs> sorry. sorry, you know, to really interface between the product. And the customer, right? And that and that's where some businesses miss it. So some founders don't really put those things in place or they don't pay attention to that CS aspect of their product. Right. They pay attention more to the development, the new products, they they push. But that support side they really feel on it. And that's why we are even building a support system now on our platform for companies to really, really help that support side because we realize that that thing is very, very key. Basically. Okay. Sorry, sorry man. Yeah, so this this is. I'm now thinking. You mentioned companies that have like one million customers or two million customers, and how 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 do you suggest that they navigate? I'm even thinking about MTN or Airtel right now, or the banks that have millions of customers. Yeah. How are they handling? I mean, with the banks, commercial banks, for instance, I can actually go to the banks and <coughs> shout mm. and raise have a book. Most fintechs you doesn't don't still have... solve the problem even when when you shout. Oh. Sometimes you realize that the, the issue is not even uh, it's not still resolved. Yeah. I think I think what what just makes some companies work well is when you have such large customer base, then you need to start automating a lot of things. Okay. I think that's where automation comes in place. That's why you see the banks setting up uh, chatbots, setting up this, setting up that, right? So that's even why we are launching the mobile product that we talked talked about, right? It's okay. an extension because the truth is that. To a large extent, you need to outsource some things. When you become a big company like that, 
you have to start outsourcing a lot of things. So we've even realized that even security, you need to outsource it, actually. Because imagine you are the one that is doing the generating the OTP or securing all, 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 all of those things. They are prone to be issues because you might have not factored in a lot of things. And if your system is compromised, it compromises the, the entire chain. But once there's somebody, you know, that you're outsourcing that particular layer, right, you know, it's, it's able to secure your plasma even more, much more better, ensuring that that company is complying with everything, you know, that's needed to be complied. Same with, with that customer success part, too. You know, you could build your own tools, but at times you need to leave it for the company that, that can do it which which more, more more better, right? So the point is, I think by the time you have that skill, you need to start outsourcing. You need to outsource and then you also need to begin to automate. When I mean outsource, I mean outsource those automation points, right? Build the automation side within your system and outsource some other points, basically. You know, you don't have to be the communications guy when you're doing a fintech product, right? It makes your, your platform really, really messed up. So, so you see that many of these brands, these big brands, they actually automate so many things. Even the banks, if you know the amount of vendors for support that they that they have, right? Mm-hmm. So you know they they even have physical support centers. They have um, the apps, you know, the online support channels. All of those things they have to leverage all of that. So as you begin to scale and you have thousands of customers, millions of customers, you need to start automating those things and linking multiple channels. That's one thing we're also doing. We're trying to introduce new channels, RCS, USSD, all the available channels, right, so that the companies don't have excuse. In fact, even Facebook, Twitter, DMs, um, you know, all the available channels, we're trying to bring everything, right, into one so that um, wh- wherever the customer is, whether it's via email or whatever, you can support them effectively and all your teams can ma- can, can have a very big overview, right? So, so manual things cannot even play anymore, Right, even the banks, right? You, you sit down in the bank, you go and complain. It won't still solve the problem. Why? Because the person that might resolve it might be fire, fire away. But if those things are automated and if it's on like a system, it makes it much more easy for the guy that is in that. So that will fix it. But that guy that will fix it might be in just mm. right, to be able to fix it quickly and respond back that he has fixed it. You know that I think in the past, if you go to the bank and see you are resolving something, they'll tell you that, sorry, we're sending a mail to the person that's going to resolve it. Please, can you wait? You know, I think that's what they used to do before. But now I don't think that, 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 that will really work a, a, anymore. Something that you can do over WhatsApp and quickly chat with the guy and fix that. That you should sort of send in an email, you know, that you'll be waiting for hours, you know, before they can really resolve it. So, oh, all right, cool. So, then for companies that don't have the luxury of putting this large level of automation, yeah. how, how, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are free tools now. There's really no, no excuse, right? There are free tools that you can use. And besides, that's why we have platforms more on a pabili model than the subscription model. That's another thing that Termite does too, is that we've introduced our... We, we, in fact, our entire platform is built on pabili model, meaning that you pay for what you use, right? Oh, so, okay. so it's easy for you to monetize some of those or even pass the cost to the customer that, that you're serving so that it could make it much more easy. So of paying one big subscription fee you know that uh, it would be very difficult f- for you to pay. And more importantly, exactly. it's in Naira. Exactly. <coughs> and there are many free t- free tools also that you can use. I don't think there's an excuse. Okay. Just finding what works for your business at that point, right? <coughs> sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. <coughs> sorry about that. So it's finding those tools pa- particularly that works for your business, right? And making, using that tool to achieve what you want to achieve, I think, right? So that's, that's really... Works, oh, all right. So uh, I think I've learned today to cut most of these companies some slack because yeah, I'm you have li- to actually. It's not to easy to be honest. It's not easy. You'll be so shocked the pressure that the company is having from the investors to the team members to the customer. It's a lot, basically, right? And some of them, you know, it affects. And then, but then where we shouldn't cut, we shouldn't cut them slack is also in their structure. 
some of the problems some of them have is because of the structure they've also put in place within the company to handle some of these support requests, right? The culture, all those things are also very important. You know, if you have a culture that everybody's just laid back, right? Support to be laid back, you know. So all of those, those things are also very important. But then, you know, you know, if you have a large customer base too, it can also be a, be a challenge, basically. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that large customer base. Thing. But at least if you have that large customer base, you, you need to also think proactively and, yes. and and put systems in place. So back to systems in place. Systems. Uh, that, that's an interesting one. So so but so far you so far so good. You uh, Tema has built in silence and all this while, <coughs> and I don't think that's something people in the ecosystem actually. Uh, how do I put this now? It's not something you see often, right? So are there lessons you would say? you've learned from building very 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 uh low key for since 2014 that's 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 about eight years now wow so yeah are there any lessons you've learned so far that you think young and upcoming entrepreneurs can also learn from in this, in this matter yeah so, so I, 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 won't, i won't say we've been existing since 2018 2014 i'll say yes perhaps maybe on paper the company but not necessarily the products that you see right now okay. right so the product that, that that you see right now is roughly um, around two years right um is it, let's say two years no it's roughly it's roughly around five that's um 2017 october 2017 right okay. so that's the product that i'm seeing currently that's when it really really came out right so that was 2017 so pre that time it was more of um i'll say r&d figuring out the market right understanding what works what does not work and like that trying different things also also you know Um, attending what do you call it <coughs> accelerators all those things trying to figure out what what works basically so i think what really when we really really knew what works basically was around that 2017 and then post yc in 2019 2018 2020 we built another platform entirely from scratch right because the previous what we thought worked was not really the main thing so i'll say the the, the whole direction of communications as a service that we have right now was post yc Because I remember very well, it was at YC, you know, and my co-founder just sat down. We thought about it, right? We like this platform is not working. That we need to pivot, right? So we had to really break everything down, you know, restructure it from scratch, and really target the customer base that was paying for the service at that time. And there were very, very few at that time, right? But we noticed they were paying consistently, so we knew that this was a pain for them, and so we decided to really, really focus on that. And since then, that has grown into something, basically, right? So yeah. So I would say that. So in terms of building from low key, I would say we were building low key. I would, I would just say that <coughs> we're figuring out the market, right? We didn't know what was working. So, but we're learning from the customer base. And as we're learning, you know, we're figuring out things basically. But also, I would say, yes, we built low key. Well, we, I think it's the nature of our business. Yeah, the nature yeah, of the business does not really business. require us to be running billboards and all of that, that would be, um, you know, not focusing on the right channel. I think for a long time, we focused on on Google Ads, right? So we did a lot of, um, because people search for all of those tools a lot, right? And that's really where we focused on. So I think it's just the strategy. I think strategy changes as companies change, right? So as your company is evolving, you'd have to change the strategy, right? So if you're a low-key company, you need to also change the game basically, right? So I think... You know, that's where it works but initially it's just knowing what works for you at that early stage right um so if it's low key on the founders yes maybe we we are not the outspoken type right we're we're actually low key but in terms of the company i think it was just the phase where the, company, the company was uh, there was no need to waste money let me just put it like <laughs> that 
right, on, on, on what does not work, right? So we're very, very conservative in how we spend and making sure that every dollar we spend, you know, mattered on the right channel, basically. Oh, that, that makes <coughs> sense. That makes sense. So uh, talking about now, uh, there's a little bit of, oh, okay, let's still spread the word out there about what <coughs> my does and all of that. So who are those people who would say would benefit the most from this, like, is there any particular type of company or is there a certain type of professional in that company yeah. that would say this is... Well, you don't want me to tell you all of those things because we have competitors that will listen ah. to, 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 to this also and want okay. to target. But generally, yes, we work with tech companies, right? Or any company that's trying to... So any traditional business that's trying to leverage the internet, right? <clears throat> okay. Through any of the applications or platforms, basically, right? So that's... We'll, we'll traditionally not be able to power <clears throat> an 100% offline business, right? So it, it might be tough. I think the, the only way we can power that sector is through our new feature called the campaign dashboard, where if they need to send messages to most of their customers, right, and, and they have the phone numbers of these customers, they can use that campaign dashboard and upload it and all that. But, you know, that still tells us that the business is not is not entirely offline, right? Because it needs to still reach out to its customer base, basically, right? So, so for that segment, that that's really the feature that I, I, appeals to them. I think the word people use these days is called no-code tools, right? Mm-hmm. So th- those are our no-code tools for such businesses where they don't need to code anything, right? We've done all the heavy work. They also need to <clears throat> fill it in an Excel sheet, upload it, and send messages to all those customer base, basically. But <clears throat> traditionally, our sweet spot is the tech companies, right? And when I mean tech companies, it doesn't necessarily have to be the tech tech companies are any company that is leveraging technology to serve its customer base, right? You know, that's where, you know, we really support businesses. And very soon, as we launch our inbox too, also, we're integrating Instagram, Facebook, all of that, right? So any business that is doing anything on any of the social media will now become, you know, our customer base, basically, because you need to engage all those, your customers on all those channels simultaneously. So, you know, it becomes um, where we, you know, that you become our customer automatically really so i'm trying not to go in depth into who, yeah, who yeah. really targets you I know so it, just let's it. just leave it broad like that yeah. all right that makes sense so before we uh, ask our final question i'd like to remind you of tech point africa's fintech summit so uh november 26 at four points by sheraton we're going to be hosting some of the biggest names in the fintech space and we're going to be looking at how fintech intersects everything and today we are just i just brought someone that is very 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 key to the operations of this fintech so yeah it's 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 an interesting conversation that you should actually reach and, and of course you need to watch out for the the conference the Termi elevate conference that happened uh, earlier this year and uh, you can find that on youtube it's on youtube yes, right? yes. It's on YouTube. so yeah and before we ask the final question let's take a message from the, pers- the people paying our house rent Hi, I'm Abisola Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Okay, guys, welcome back. And I'm here with, of course, I'm, I've been talking for a long time. And I lost track of time. So, but yeah, it's been an interesting conversation uh, with Emmanuel Bolade, the CEO of Temai. 
So, uh, for this whole conversations about customer retention and how everything is balanced on both the customer side and the business side, uh, are there any other uh, thoughts, major thoughts you think that is escaping attention for most companies or maybe for customers that you think we need to address? Um, so, I would just say, well, I'm not really sure. I'll just say that um, it's more on, I would say majorly it's just, um, you know, because of the kind of businesses that we deal with, right? We deal with, like I said, a lot of fintechs. We deal with fintechs. We deal with logistics companies. We deal with health companies, you know, and all of that, right? So it's, um, I would say it's ta- it's really the kind of messaging that you use to engage these customers also, also matter more than the technology itself right so focusing on the kind of messaging right so some of the things that we're also working on for futuristic stuff is also going drilling down into your messaging right helping you to suggest you know based on location based on region helping you to you know optimize you know based on the sector and all of that basic because the messaging also is key in that whole process really so so that also matters in the customer retention side you know um um yeah so, so, so i think it's very very key basically and um, um, on our own side, the, what we'll keep doing really is we're trying to also drill down into the, um, we are trying to drill up in, 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 the, in the sense of the building layers of tools that help you communicate much more better to, to the customers, drilling into the messaging, drilling into the, um, you know, the systems that you're using and all of that. But also at the same time, we're also drilling down. When I mean drilling down, means that we're also going deeper, deeper into the infrastructure. Like I mentioned when I started, I said the infrastructure is still broken, right? So we are still drilling down. And um, I think in some coming months, you understand what we mean by drilling down. It means that we are going deeper into the infrastructure side, into the regulatory side, you know, trying to go down there, right, to try and fix some of the problems, basically. Because the more we build up, right, and if the foundation is not well laid, right, you know, you know, you know, whatever you are, you are really building would, would eventually, um, you know, come crashing down, basically. So we're trying to ensure that both ends are working, right? Um, you know, and those kind of things cost resources. So I think for businesses, they need to put budget out there also. I think some businesses try to shy away from putting budget for communication because they are trying to cut costs. But at the same time, it now begins to backfire and affect their business also. So just the way we two are creating budget for down and up, right? These businesses to have to also set aside the right budget, for those kind of things because you can't bypass something and you want it cheap but you want it to work right it doesn't work like that right you need to set the right budget for those kind of things to make sure that because your, your customers are key the priority is the customers and so if you don't set the right um, resources the right budget to reach these customers it will affect the entire value chain that you're creating for your business basically. Oh, no, no, that's that's a really interesting one so let's Let's keep a pin on that because I feel like I have other questions to be asking you about the whole customer no business things. But uh, of course, we we'll, we we'll, could we'll, maybe we could have a part to uh, talk about this. So, no <laughs> so time. yeah. All right, but this has been really, really uh, insightful, and I'm looking forward to seeing more businesses improve on their uh, customer communication structure yeah. and. Yeah, I, I I feel like I take I bash tech companies a lot, especially tech companies. Mm-hmm. We just seem to be focused on 
oh, all the flashy things, the raising money, the valuations. Or you need to focus on the business itself. The business right? it should itself. work. The platform should work. Yeah. And if there's an issue, okay, let me know. Communicate with me. Don't make me feel like, ah, why is this one coming to disturb me? And that that's that's what I've been thinking. And I hope a lot of people get to watch this uh, conversation. So far, so good. So thank you very much, man. No problem. For joining nice us today. Coming, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, guys, w- thank you for listening and watching the Tech Point Africa podcast till this point. And if you've been following us, you know to catch us on YouTube, on Instagram, on TikTok. I love you, TikTok guys. And of course, you can see us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Then, for the people who have been with us right from the beginning, from the very, very beginning, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Radio, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Of course, don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Then provide feedback. Give us feedback. And don't forget to check out the Tema Elevate conference on YouTube. And of course, you can also see the articles we've written about Temai and the journey from Lagos to San Francisco. It's a really, really, uh, really, really interesting read. And you can also find that on the Tech Points Africa website. And of course, you can check out the Temai uh, website itself too. So, see you guys on Thursday. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>